Hola, happy August. Ah, it is fall. No, it's not. It's still summer. It's nice and cool out. I know. When I walked in tonight, it felt like it could be fall, but... You know what felt like fall? Yesterday was a beautiful day and I drove into the city to the Natural History Museum. Are you kidding me? What? You were there? No, but we were at the Met. (laughs) Ah, we were close yesterday. Look at that. Uh. that. Like ships in the night. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, went in and, you know, I always forget that that's tucked like right at the north end of Central Park, Mm. you know, and on a beautiful fall day, that is a nice place to be. Oh, yeah. You know? Like you, you forget your, it's like, wow, like these mature trees, you know, 300 year old oak trees sitting in the middle of Manhattan, you know? And, uh, yeah, yeah we, took great, a, we took a little walk through Central Park, um, after our trip to the Met. And it's a pretty magical place. It's something, yeah, it's one of the delights of New York that I actually think is like not overblown. Yeah. Now that I've been to a lot of cities and stuff like that, like, the fact that you can get into the middle of that place and forget you're in the biggest city in America is pretty damn impressive, you know? Yeah, unless you look south and see those towers rising overhead. Now. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those things are huge. That skinny mm. one. <laughs> I know, it's so scary. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I haven't been to Natural History Museum in so long. I loved it. I don't know if you oh, know yeah. this about me, but I am a nerd. <laughs> and when I'm in places like that, I'm li- I'm like enchanted. You know, I could be there all day long, just like right. reading stuff and going, fuck, the earth is cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but yesterday I, I stumbled upon the squid and the whale. And all I could think of was fucking Mark Zuckerberg running <laughs> to the, to the, to the Natural History Museum and that sad divorce movie, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Holy now shit. all I... You know, the, you know the movie with, like, Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney and, uh, you know, and Jesse Eisenberg plays that kid? So I just... Yesterday, I was sitting there and I just think the picturing Mark Zuckerberg staring at this thing, my whole... <laughs> like, doing jujitsu on me and stuff. My whole concept of reality was was thrown askew, you know? What are you right. doing at the Met? You see some beautiful art? We went up there with some, we had some friends in town who, uh, who had their kid and their kids along and wanted to meet up there. So we did. There fun. you go. Well, I hope you have had a nice summer so far. Dude, I have. I can't complain, man. Been to Ireland. Oh, look at um, this guy. Where else have we been? Just, you know, getting around. Got a feeling fulfilled. Going. Feel yeah, like your bucket is filled. You feeling good? I'm Feel good. good about life? I'd still like it. I'd still love to get one more little run in, like up to Vermont or something. But I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Why don't you take a run with the family down to uh, the beautiful forest of New Jersey? We'll make you a nice meal. I know, you know we should come out, dude. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. You could teach me some things about my land. <laughs> <laughs> Since you grew up like uh, and like this. Thoreau, you know. Penny, here we have clover yeah. growing betwixt the grass. <laughs> a great treat for the rabbit. If you're ever suffering a rash, <laughs> rub this in your anus. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Do. I need the medicine man to come through. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, much that'd be nice. I'd be. love to have you. I would like to come out. I will. Well, I heard we'll get over there. I heard Fred. Uh, lives close to me, so maybe That's we can all amazing. maybe we can all have a council 
<laughs> very friendly guy, you know? Oh yeah. Very sweet person. You know, we, we had, as you know, it illuminated in the interview, we had like a lot of interaction. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 20 years ago. Right. Hung out a lot, had a very nice relationship, really friendly guy. He went on to very green pastures, <laughs> um, you know, and, and moved ahead and then, you know, and then my career went well and like, but we never really like, we didn't cross paths in the wild very often, you yeah. know? So it was cool to, uh, to get here and maybe now we can go camping or something. We're old men with kids <laughs> and beards, you know, like that's what we do. But man, you know, this was one of those funny interviews, Brad, where I had a list of, I had a lot of questions, a lot of topics, a lot of wormholes and avenues we could go down. Shit, I even had UFOs. Oh, really? And, and he just started telling that great story. Oh, my God. About this vision quest. Yeah. When he's like a young musician trying to find the Mecca Revelation Records and just bringing herself in this California adventure he goes on where he basically came back with a music career and a wife. Dude. You know? I mean... Come not on. not even blowing smoke. I want to read that book. Like yeah, that's a that's a just, book. Just that's that book. segment of it, of yeah. his life would be a book. It's definitely yeah. long enough. Yeah. But, no. Hundred um, percent. If you can make twenty four hours of dazed and confused one movie, <laughs> you know that that could definitely be a book because that's yes. a pretty epic tale. Especially what was going on with what was it Aunt Jesse or whatever. Oh my god! Oh Dude. my goodness! He, he got out of there. He got out. Listen, you're gonna hear the story yeah. in a minute. Yeah, we don't need but to. But just know that one of your favorite musicians was almost skinned alive <laughs> by some strange uh, <laughs> California Christian cult. Like, just know that. If that's a teaser to listen to the rest of the episode. Goodness gracious. It's almost a podcast. 30 <laughs> years later, a, a true crime podcast about a musician in his early 20s who went missing and they, they found he was being dressed every day by a woman. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we'll get into that. Why don't we get into it? Should we, just, it. we should get into yeah, it. It was a great interview. It was long. Lots of fun stuff. I think you should play the train. It's going on Brad just came back from Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about like the touristy stuff in the city. Yeah. But then I was like, I've never done the countryside really. And he was saying how he spent a lot of time in the countryside. 
Yeah, I and never, it, I've never been out of Dublin, so that's that's yeah. crazy. So he's saying somehow when the farm meets the sea, yes, Brad is, yeah, is, is what's like a magical kind of thing. <laughs> and then we were discussing what it is in the brain about because I feel it too, you know, yeah. like lush greens, like going right into the sea with like no, which, amazing. Yeah. What is it? Why is it so cool? <laughs> uh, maybe partially we don't we don't have a lot of yeah, that. We don't have it here. No. Yeah. It, it, like oh, like the exotic. first time I went to Maine or the West Coast and there was like rocks, like yeah. mountains on uh -huh. the sea. It was like a romance novel. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't Jersey, you know. <laughs> right, right. The, the mermaids made a lot more sense all of a sudden. Yeah. I was like always looking on the Atlantic coast, like, well, where the fuck are they gonna go? Yeah. I, I don't want to go that far out on a boat to find a mermaid. There's no rocks here. You know? This is bullshit. It, it's true. It's romantic is the word, I guess. You don't usually think of it as a farm as romantic, but that's it. I loved when we were in Costa Rica. Oh, um, that's where kind of like the mountains meet the sea. Oh, yeah. And that is fucking that's like a cool sight to see, too. But a little more terrifying. There's something like <laughs> terrifying about that, you know? Yeah, you know. I, I was there and and like, yeah, there were like lizards near the sea, which is another thing we don't have. Here. Oh, yeah. The, uh, big lizards and those, stuff. Yeah, those dudes, they're like squirrels. Yeah, yeah, down yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. they just hang out. They don't bother you. They're a little squirrely. <laughs> they kind of do this. When were you in Costa Rica? Recently or a long uh, time no, ago? No, uh, uh, very long. Uh, 24 years. My wedding anniversary. Uh, my wedding, actually. Oh, so my, a my marriage. Honeymoon. A marriage. Yes. <laughs> very long time ago. So. Oh, that's awesome. Did yeah. you uh, Did you invite family or were you getting... Did you nah, elope? No, we were young and uh, just... Didn't know, yeah, we didn't know anything about the world or the internet yet. And <laughs> right. um, no, uh, yeah, family were at the no, I'm sorry, that was our honeymoon. We did have family for the wedding, yeah, okay. So, and we're we're coming up on 25 years, so I can't believe that, wow. but it's we were, funny, we were though, young. right? Even yeah. as you mentioned, like 25 years ago, <laughs> the things that went into a trip like that are so foreign to someone yes. who like takes a trip now. Like, you know, oh. I, I even explain, I have small kids and yeah. explaining to them the other day, like a phone hooked up to a cord into your <laughs> wall yeah. just didn't make any goddamn sense to them at all. You know, I'm <laughs> trying to like, so when you were going 25 years ago, you, you're proper, like, you're actually still like leaving, like you're proper yeah. leaving, right? No, it was like, uh, had to get a travel agent to book it. And we're just seeing uh, like a pamphlet before we went. And that's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No Google maps view or anything. So <laughs> yeah. And I remember in those days too, it's, it's kind of when you were traveling, it would be, uh, you know, I'll tell you about it when I get back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not the daily updates of it, but it felt no. like when you left, it used to, right? Like back in the no, day, I had, it kind of felt more like leaving in a way. Yeah. I have 24 photos from that trip and that's yeah. it, you know? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Half of which have your thumb over it. Yeah, yeah. They're, none yeah. of them are good. I look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we used to frame things in houses was because <laughs> you went somewhere, 
You took like three rolls of film and you got one picture. Yeah, that yeah came out exactly. awesome. You know. Yeah, you you couldn't check how you looked. So no, you- no, no, <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know. I remember the call. You remember calling cards, paper. Oh gosh, cards, yeah. Especially overseas. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd buy like home. oh five hundred minutes, and then you'd be <laughs> on for like six minutes. They're like, you have. Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes left. <laughs> this work <laughs> horrible. Oh. Yeah, no, it's a big thing in, on tour. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. You Earl- actually used to have to go to the places you were in. <laughs> yeah, um, I. Def- I mean, you must have. Did you tour before cell phones? I, I know I did. I, I, I did. Pl- yeah. Yeah, I thought I so. I did. I mean, I was, and I've always been like one of the organizers, you know? So (laughs) like, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, if, if I'm going to explain to someone younger than me, like, yeah, like when we used to do a tour, (laughs) I had 25 dates and part of booking these shows was, Hey, we're coming the night before from Milwaukee. How do you drive to Kansas city? Oh my gosh. I (laughs) know. Which highway should I take? What do I do when I get a, okay, exit what? And then like, you know, you're not. And then, uh, I remember going to AAA, they would offer the trip ticks. You remember that one? Uh, I didn't get that far, but, uh, what was that? Uh, a map or no? Yeah. They, you go to AAA, you give them your dates and a little bit of cash and they would put together for you like a little binder, you know, a portfolio. Oh, wow. Like, you know, directions. And I wasn't. <laughs> whatever companies are currently sponsoring AAA, this is where they are in America if you want to stop, you know. Um, I wasn't yeah. that resourceful. So we had like a map. And I, I honestly, I think back, I don't know how we found the club itself when, when we got to Kansas City or, no. you know, like how how did we find addresses? I have no clue. Like, you know, how I remember you would stop out like outside of town and go to a phone booth. Like as you were just coming into the city, you would pull over to the first like gas station or whatever had a phone booth and call the club. Yeah, was- yeah, yeah. If they answered, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> See, this is already where I was. I was just too anal to do that. No, you were doing. I was right. like, I'm not leaving the city if I don't know how to get to like. So I mean, I got night before. I'm like, okay, exit what off Highway 14. <laughs> then I go down. Okay, seven left turns. <laughs> The nice. fuck tit avenue. Okay, great. That's where your Elks Lodge no. is. I'll be there. But around <laughs> six, you know. I would get lost leaving the first city. Like we would play <laughs> play Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> we play Baltimore and I'd have to stop and ask directions in Baltimore. How the hell do I get to Virginia Beach? I yeah, yeah. I'm lost. And yeah. They're like, I don't know. They would never know. So it was, you know. It was think, a nightmare. I think did we we're either really fascinating or just alienated and every person <laughs> under 20 years old just shut this off for something way cooler. They're like what the fuck are these dinosaurs talking about? <laughs> Speaking oh of dinosaurs, Fred, nice to talk to you. It's you been, too, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, a long time. And <laughs> I was trying to think of our origin story. Um, I, I, I remember if you do. Oh, no. All right. Lay it on me then because mine is loose. <laughs> um, I remember pulling up to uh, we were playing a Brody was playing a 
I believe an empty warehouse is my memory in Allentown. Is does Allentown ring a bell? Sure. And uh, you were, uh, I believe, um, low end theory was playing. Okay. Um, that was your band, right? It was. It was. And uh, <clears throat> and you, being now, it's making sense with the maps thing because we pulled up, you know probably a little late and you were outside like directing like hey this is it come on park you can park oh. over here and <laughs> you know you knew what was going on more than anything it wasn't even my show no no i remember you saying like uh the guy's not here yet but uh he said we can load you know i don't even know if he was coming oh wow I, you know it was a pretty <laughs> terrible show to be honest I yeah don't, the show yeah. i remember because i remember the first time playing with you guys playing with brody and being like yeah. oh this band's great yeah thank uh, you not well attended no that's okay it was yeah. still fun always fun and probably one of the reasons we chatted a bunch was because it was not well attended all we had <laughs> no. was each other in those days yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no we it was it was uh for some reason I, you know i don't remember much else but i always you were you stood out as a character and and uh you you know you you looked a lot different back then yeah um and uh gap uh, teeth <laughs> bigger no, mud were, flaps yeah you no you were short hair uh, yeah. um kind of like doing the the you know hardcore bands we kind of had there was yes. some some rap influence i probably had some and, oversized cargo shorts exactly something uh, in that a, genre a baseball cap Definitely, yeah. Probably in those days, a strangely colored Yankees cap. I had a <laughs> yes. run, and that's how I wound up at eighteen. I'm on the MTV Beach House. Oh wow! Getting interviewed by Carson Daly in a baby blue Yankee <laughs> fitted, and oh it's, it's one of those moments I wish I could erase from. from time. I'm like, oh geez, what were you doing? I had a no, crisp, that crisp, plain white T-shirt and a baby blue Yankee fitted. Like, <laughs> come on, buddy, you're from Somerville, New Jersey. Like, stop, don't try no, that that's, hard. You know, <laughs> no, that's why it took me a minute to to remember you. 15 years later, when we met again, <laughs> right? Um, but, yeah, but now we, I had, I had your recording, and I, I, we, li we would listen to it quite a bit, the cassette, and oh, uh, yeah, nice, and. Uh, you know, uh, we 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 must have played in in like New Brunswick or something once after that. I don't yeah, know if, you... if I recall, I think we brought you. We probably brought you guys down. Maybe the yeah. melody or a basement show or something totally. like that. But I remember, I think like we also had a. We started listening to you all too, and we're like, "Oh, this band's great!" And, and thanks. I'm man. pretty yeah. sure, yeah, like had you on a show in New Brunswick. Who knows? You might have even yeah, stayed at my house or something. Yeah, um. it was it was great. Um, and you know that actually is probably how I got tied into all those New Brunswick bands like X Number Five and right. You know, playing the melody there because uh, you guys that was pretty early on. I don't even know what date in the nineties that was, but yeah, I mean, I would guess when we met was probably about like. Say like ninety seven, okay. Something yeah, I couldn't like remember that. what lineup I had at the time. But Would that, make that sense, right. like ninety seven to ninety eight, and that's kind of when the melody was really peaking. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, there was so much going on in town that those days. So, where exactly in PA were you from? Well, I I was, or is uh, it Jersey? 
No, no, PA, like yeah. suburbs of Philly. So I'm from Coatesville, PA, oh, which is okay. kind of like a rundown steel town. And then sure. um, I'm over in Westchester now, which is, you know, a, 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 it's nicer. And But I, I at the time I was going to Temple in Philly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, all the Brody guys uh, pretty much lived in Philly at the time. And uh, yeah, and and that was when we were playing a lot. We would go into New Brunswick, uh, Long Island, and uh, and down to like Baltimore, DC, and right. Those those were great times. It was that it was the melodic punk era. It was the beginnings, you know. <laughs> it was, you know. It's, I just told this yesterday. Uh, I took a long drive with my wife and my kids, and. Yeah. I was just on party shuffle. I was like, no one gets to listen to music but me right now. I've been driving all day. And Excellent. randomly an Error Type 11 song came on, like like At, my favorite yep. Error Type 11 song. And I was telling her this funny story about me seeing that band when there was like eight people in the crowd and I loved the song so much that I was like singing louder than the band. And there's a very embarrassing video of, <laughs> of me watching Error Type 11 and I even mentioned to her, I'm like, listen, like this was the time in this era of music that we were so excited if someone could sing. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah for like real. Like if someone could actually sing, like not just try to sing and almost get there, but like <laughs> like actually do it. You know what I mean? Better than Siv or like Ian Mackay, who are like the only people who pulled it off prior. You right. Know? <laughs> so there was yeah. this like baseline. It was like if you can even like hold a note. <clears throat> No, that's you know. <laughs> no, that was I mean, I probably the the singer of my band Brody was in my mind the best singer of all time and <laughs> right. I like spent probably 7 years waiting for him to actually want to do a band and 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 him kind of just doing it on the side while I'm like planning my entire life around it. Yeah. Only yeah. because he can sing and he really had no interest in making it his life. So right, it was right. like, but I'm like, but this guy can sing. It's amazing. Yeah, and we found one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like the mermaid. You yeah, know? they were like so, unicorns in those days. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. why when certain bands popped early, you know, like it was like Boyce at Fires or like those types of bands. Yeah. Like it, it really stood out because you're like, oh shit, this guy can hit a note. Um, I mean, like, you know, getting back on Brody and like, even breaking Pangea for you, you know, yeah. there is, cause to me, you know, the stuff you wound up doing in, in taking back Sunday, yeah. you know, really understood the history that came prior. And that's why, you know, it connected with people and that's, you know, why it was so good. And your path up to that point, you know, like from Brody to there, like what's the sensibility as far as like, what your direct influences are and like what you're trying like to do at that time. Yeah. Like in, no, even in like Brody times. No. Th well, thanks for appreciating that. Uh, uh, yeah, basically it was cause I was a bit older than, than the other guys in taking back Sunday. Right. Yeah. You were like family uh, man already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I mean, Eddie, Eddie's actually maybe a year older than me, but like they were all single. I was, I had, I had a, I had a kid already. Right. So um I had been married a while. So um 
I, uh, yeah, so I, you know, growing up for me was Revelation Records. And yeah. so it was like, I saw, um, you know, Farside and I wound up like making friends with those guys. I went right. to California, um, not oh, on really? tour. Yeah, I just went there to see what would happen. And I wound up like in a van with Jordan Cooper, the owner of the label. No shit. And the whole band Farside. And I I didn't know them. I Wait, just, let's backtrack a little. How old <laughs> were you when you did that? I was uh, 21. And you just went to California <laughs> solo? I, I just flew. Was it like well, a vision quest to it, find it, someone from it, Revelation Records? It was 100% a vision quest. What? It was It was like, I didn't even know where to go or what California was. I just, Again, like no internet. <laughs> I just I go to freaking San Francisco, the wrong city, <laughs> and I and I get there, and it's all gutter punks. Yeah, many hours away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm sitting there, and my singer and I both we drove across, and uh, oh wow, and we didn't have a car though. Once we got there, because we did this drive away delivery service where oh yeah, we deliver a normal person their car oh, when they move. Right, I've done that. so you get a free like one way ride. Exactly. Yeah. So so we get out there, Very cool. and I call this girl. Um, that I knew from Philly to see if we can stay with her. Turns out it's my wife. Um, no <laughs> and, uh, shit. Yes. So so we so we're staying with her for a while, and eventually my singer's like, "Dude, we're not getting anywhere in this town." <laughs> and he points at the back of the Revelation CD, and it says Huntington Beach, and he's like, "We got to go here." <laughs> <laughs> and, but at at this point, we've spent most of the money I saved up. And uh, I, I go down because we've been there like over a month and we go down, we just get on a plane and fly to LAX. Then we get on a Greyhound to Santa Ana and we get off and we're calling, we got the phone number of the drummer of Farside. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, just call me when you get here. But again, like we're calling from pay phones to his parents' house <laughs> yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get there and we can't get a hold of him for like three days once we get there. <laughs> right. So we're sleeping on the beach, um, you know, with just homeless with our luggage and my guitar. Uh, no, my guitar got lost. Anyway, my guitar got lost and I got it sent to his house. So I knew we were going to meet up eventually. Okay. Because you're like, this guy's got my guitar or he's going to pawn it and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, have to yeah. hate far side. But, <laughs> but I, I felt he was a good guy for sure. So, sure. so my, uh, so we're sitting at the Taco Bell uh, right at Huntington beach, right at where the beach is and on main strip. And we see shades apart yes. and I have, and I have, yeah. And I have like, uh, a Bridgewater, dozen, New Jersey, big ups. <laughs> the only thing I have on me is a dozen Brody cassette tapes that we okay. that we dubbed, <laughs> and I give them one. They're like, "We're," I'm like, "Hey, we're we've seen you in Jersey a million times. You know, we're in Brody," and they're like, "Oh, we heard of you guys. We're heading over to Revelation now." I'm like, "Can you give Jordan our cassette?" And they're like, "Sure." So I give it to them, That's and so then awesome. we go to see. Uh, that week, we go to see Game Face and Texas is the Reason play the Huntington Beach Library. Oh, hell yeah. And we give those guys cassettes. And 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 uh, Jeff from Game Face is like, oh, I'm I'm working at Revelation this week. I'll give Jordan a, a, cassette, a cassette. And I'm like, sweet. And and then and then we wind up 
uh, finally getting to go to Bob Bashir's house, Bob Death from uh, Farside, the drummer. Right. Uh-huh. And we're staying at his parents' house. And he's telling Jordan. Anyway, by the time we meet Jordan, he's like, dude, everyone's talking about <laughs> yeah, you guys. Like this, like, <laughs> these mythological travelers of Huntington Beach by that point. Yeah. yeah, they're like, what are you guys doing here? And yeah. we're like, ah, just sleeping on the beach, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was our first, because in my mind, um, getting back to like bigger picture, I saw Sensefield, you know, uh, uh, get get on Revelation, yeah, and then go from there to Warner Brothers. Right, and I right. see, and I saw what happened with Green Day, and I see, um, uh, you know, other bands, all you know, all the earlier bands like Quicksand, Sam, I Am, all right. those get yeah. signed, and I'm like, I got to get on Revelation, and then work my way up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I don't think of Revelation as like a stepping stone label, right? But and, not between especially like, between yeah, not the quicksand now. guys and Sensefield and like you know uh, uh, into another yeah like there kind of was a path I guess in those days yeah yeah I mean you could see like Texas probably would have gotten right. signed if they yeah, had not they broken up it. sure yeah so it was like all right that's what we're doing that's the only like DIY path I can find because I don't know anyone yeah and uh, and so so anyway we we. We eventually, um, we did an, a nationwide tour, uh, and Jordan was sort of thinking about signing us, but the second we got home from tour, our drummer quit. And, Wait, so uh, what was the in-between? Like, how did you even, like, get home? Oh, so, uh, so, <laughs> like, how well, did, a how did a Huntington Beach, like, play out? <laughs> I mean, you took a wife from that coast. I, I, know, I feel like I, there's more to that story. There's a lot more. So, yeah. so we, so we go to, uh, we go to the far side show in the van with Jordan Cooper and the whole band. And we're just, oh, and we're in the loft where, like, Sensefield yeah. would tour okay. the, the Revelation van where all the bands would sleep in this loft. And we're riding, laying down in their loft to so the in show. Like, in like hallowed ground. Uh, seriously, we get there and like Gwen Stefani is at the show <laughs> because she had just gotten off tour with Shelter and oh, and, right. and um, Ray's new band, Better Than a Thousand, was playing. And, yeah. and so we're, we're, yeah, we're at Disneyland for hardcore kids at this moment. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, um, so um, we, we stayed at Bob's parents' house for way too long, like a month. And his dad worked at Disney actually, and would, would get us in for free. Oh, but cool. Bob went, Bob went to work every day and we slept till like noon. So eventually his parents were like, <laughs> yeah. hey, what's the plan like, with these guys? Hey, nomads, like, like. <laughs> yeah. They're like, these guys are nice and everything, but like, what are they doing? Right. So we packed up and left and we, <laughs> we're just walking down the street with like, my friend had a huge suitcase on a skateboard and I was carrying a smaller suitcase with my guitar in a hard case. And we see a, a, an open house for a house for sale. And for whatever reason, we, we see a drum set through the window. So huh. we go there and we start talking to the people because we think they might be in a band. The realtor lady is like, this old lady and tells us she has a guest house that we can stay in. <laughs> so we, so we, but we have to call her aunt Jenny so that her neighbors think we're family. <laughs> so, 
And that woman would take us out to dinner every night and buy us like a lot of food. And we were living like kings. But she would also make us go to this televangelist uh, place every Sunday. Sure, sure. The Crystal Cathedral. Uh, The Crystal Cathedral. It was it was wild. That must have been wacky. It was crazy. It was was the vibe in there. Well, the guy that was like the preacher, I recognized from television. I was oh, really? Like, oh my God! It was it was like Orange County. She was in Santa Ana. Okay. And uh, anyway, Aunt Jenny was <laughs> maybe a little bit losing it because, um, you know, it went a little far with um. She t- well, we also had to get our hair cut because <laughs> we we had long hair. It's, you know, this was a 75 year old in the nineties. So, um, so anyway, it got, it started to get, uh, we were, uh, we were anyway, I don't know. I don't know how far we want to go down this path, but basically Crystal Cathedral is by the way, still open. Oh my God. It got, it got redone in 19. It's now called Christ Cathedral. Okay. Very nice place. It was fine. Oh yeah. Here we go. The host of the popular hour of power, hour of power, hour of power TV program. So this is one of the original like mega churchy kind of things. It it really was. It was like Dr. Schuler. You'd, you'd recognize the old yeah. guy from when wow. you were little was it was it at all um like Dude, at intoxicating the end, like, i mean like was there a small party that wonders like i oh, mean it, i almost turned to the cathedral rather than revelation it, records <laughs> <laughs> it felt uh it felt wrong honestly it was because at the end um there was so the crystal cathedral the back wall is like glass like going like a hundred and hundred and ten feet in the air or something and at the end, he goes like, "Go in peace," and then, <laughs> and then the organ hits like, Arr! and then these it's like fireworks. These fountains shoot like a hundred feet into the air, wow. and and it was it's just like all just show like wow. Uh, it's it's why like they're just imagine a fireworks show during like a church service, and that's where it's at. So and you all were good good sports about it just to keep the spot. So she would give us, yeah, exactly. We wanted a place to stay. So, you know, bad on us, but she would give us money to put in the basket. Oh, and she would okay. say, remember, boys, the more you give. And then she'd point up and go, the more you get. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Wow, this is insane. <laughs> well, we all know but, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I was brought up fairly religious, but this was like on another level yeah, and I, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not there anymore, but I, uh, <laughs> so I don't want to make fun of anyone, but sure. I, uh, Jesus, it was, it was, it was very Hollywood to me, which seemed yeah. from a guy from Pennsylvania, it was very weird. Right, right, right. Shock, yeah. Shocking actually. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Hollywood Christianity. <laughs> like yeah. Exactly. It yeah. was. So, uh, we, (laughs) so, um, but what happened was my wife did like a cross country trip that had been previously planned and I hadn't seen her in like a month. So she came through and she wanted to stop where I was staying. So I gave her the address, but I was out and, you know, again, no cell phone. So my wife stops by, I don't know when she's coming and she comes by and, um, and, and Aunt Jenny sees her 
And she basically chases her away and tells her <laughs> that, you know, Fred's not here. He's not going to be back. And Oh, no. And, and, and yeah. like, and so Wait, then, why did Dan Jenny get like that? So she was she leaves, like a little territorial over you? Yeah. Yes. She oh. said, she <laughs> said, Jenny. when I got home that Scandalous. night. So, there, no. So, listen, there was a letter. It was like, I don't think you should be hanging out with this girl. She had tattoos. And Jenny, the original Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so she uh she um she didn't like the looks of my wife and okay. uh and sent her on her way. Goodness. And I was so upset that I um I mo I moved out the next morning. I got up, I packed my stuff, and I said, uh, uh Aunt Jenny, uh, I need you to take me to the airport right now. And if if you won't do it, then I'll just call a taxi. And she and uh, you know, and I left right. And my yeah. freaking singer, my singer stayed for like another <laughs> six weeks because <laughs> because he had uh, he had gotten a job and and like met met a girl or something. And he's like, I ain't leaving, dude. It's beautiful here. And, <laughs> So he uh, had like six more weeks of evangelism and stuff. Yeah, yeah I guess I, yeah, I, I um, yeah. but he yeah. said that like he would go on dates with this girl and they'd be in like, you know, the Denny's or whatever, and he'd look outside and see Aunt Jenny hiding behind a tree. <laughs> no! Like what? She'd follow him when he'd go out. Oh, Aunt Jenny! So, Holy so, shit! So I, so um, I got the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, and then I I went back to San Francisco, and eventually, uh, pretty couple weeks later, my wife and I drove back here. Wow. Uh, delivered a car to someone and. Uh, and then we've been living in uh, Pennsylvania ever since. So. Okay, so she she moved out there after. Uh, yeah, she did, it, and she was originally from New York, so oh, it was okay. kind of like going so it wasn't back. Like too crazy. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a good chance, like if you let that play out for like another two months, <laughs> Aunt Jenny could have turned you into like soup, you know, uh, uh, like for real. Or just wore your skin or hid your body or like Dude, something. like because, really that was that was trending badly. No, she had a. She gave us a key to her guest house. She said, "This is the only key, so please don't lose it." And I won't come in. Uh, this is your domain, and you have full privacy. And then, like after like a, a few weeks, she would go like, "Hey guys, um, that watermelon I got you is starting to go rotten. Like, are you going to eat it or what?" <laughs> and we were like, "What? You're going into our room? Yeah, like, oh my god! Like you said you weren't going to like, yeah." And, Wow. And so, yeah, I don't know what was. I mean, you know. in my head, just because of my own, ex like, I'm just imagining her as Kathy Bates. It, yes, because of, yes. Because of misery. Like. It, no, it was it was getting to that point. Yes. You were it almost was, James Caan. So close. No. Oh, oh, here's the crazy. Here's the craziest part. The first day we go. She's like, there's one rule. You can never go into my house. Oh, God. and I said, OK. And she said. She said, um, my, my husband's in there and he won't take kindly to it. Um, just leave him alone. Okay. And I said, okay. So we thought she had a husband for like a while. No and then husband. We were there for like six weeks. Never. Yeah. There, I, we figured there was a dead person in a rocking chair watching <laughs> right. the TV. Like getting, you know? like getting dressed every day, like by <laughs> her. Like, it's, here's yeah. your favorite suit, Henry. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. what we were worried about. So yeah, it was. A, yeah. It was a, or maybe he was in like uh, 
like a steel lung <laughs> or like something like that. Yeah, for know? real. Like I, I mean, and I, I got to tell you, I'm sorry. Like I've never told this story publicly, so uh, you're dragging it out of me here, and I, <laughs> I'm not sure how it'll be received. So my apologies to those who are disturbed. But it was, a, it was a wild summer, honestly. I don't. <laughs> I don't think you're in any kind of hot water, Fred. No, 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 I don't. I think you're, what, what do they call it in legal terms when the, the time has elapsed? Oh, I mean, she's for sure gone 20. I mean, it's been uh, 20, it's been uh, 96. Yeah. So yeah, we're at uh, a long time ago. No, I think you're good. And, <laughs> and this real, and listen, this is part and parcel of my question, which was what led up. You know, what's the yeah. collection of things that led up to that point? <laughs> this seems like a big turning point for you, you know? Um, no, that's no, a, it, that's amazing. Though. Seriously, that's like such a... I love hearing those like, you know, hat in hand kind of just like, fuck it, I'm going for it kind of experiences and when they when they actually work out, you know? No, it's... It's, it's amazing. It's cool. I, yeah. There's, you know, there's people from that summer that I still... Uh, talk to because you know we had all the the times where we were actually at shows down there and um, you know the uh, the far side guys are still friends of mine and and uh, I talked to Jeff Caudill from Game Face recently and nice. um, like la- like last week actually yeah. so far side you know, are we, one of my favorite bands of all time I actually heck yeah just back in the day we used to Gaslight Anthem used to cover I hope you're unhappy. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and like it's definitely a video like on YouTube or something. But <laughs> I just hit up like some guys the other day. I'm like, should we bust that out again? Because that was because <laughs> I was just listening to the song again. And I'm on like verse two, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, is this like the best song ever? For real. Every man. time I listen to it, like my heart is just like fucking ripped out of my chest. So, it's amazing. So, so uh, this is a funny anecdote. We're we're hanging out with Bob and uh, the drummer, and um, you know those guys were best friends with uh, Zach De La Rocha. Oh right, um, yeah. and uh, and um, Evil Empire just came out like okay. that like that week while yeah, we were yeah. out there, and uh, Zach asks Farside to go out on the big U.S. tour huh. for like two months. Uh, opening for you know Whoa. direct support for Rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, the guitarist Kevin Murphy his, had just gotten married and doesn't want to tour anymore. No. So they turn it. They're turning it down. No. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, I'm like, <laughs> this could change your whole life. Like, yeah, it's Rage Against the Machine and. And uh, so I tell them, like, well, you, why don't you get someone? I said, I, I can play guitar for you. I can play yeah, those I'm, parts. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. And and uh, and they're like, actually, we already discussed that as a band. And we decided, you know, we're just not going to do it without Kevin. And I was oh, like, oh, my fuck. God. Like, because I could taste it. All, you know, it's like. You know, and I had never toured yet at that time. So that it sucks. I, mean, it I hate been, hearing stories like that. It's like it's moral, it's principled, it's ethical, <laughs> yeah. and dumb. Yeah. Like all at the same time. You know, it's like no, it, it is like in a perfect world what you're supposed to be. And we all had that like <laughs> hardcore kid guilt 
you know, where it was like, you just, I know you got to do it as your guys and this and that, you know, no. oh, oh, that's heartbreaking to even yeah, hear. Because that it, means, it was. that means not only would I have gotten a follow up to the Monroe Doctrine. Yes. I would have sure. gotten like the major label produced version of Farside oh, that I would have loved to hear what that sounded like, you know? No, I, I could not believe that that didn't happen. I just, yeah. You Something know, was, was taken away from us right there <laughs> <laughs> as fans. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. And, and yeah, so, so that was, uh, so I come back to just to leave California now that I, I come back to PA, I put my band together and we go on a U.S. tour uh, to try to get to Revelation, right. finally get signed, and and I, I pretty much blow it because I just don't have my act together at that age. Oh, okay. Um, but I had this mentor who played in Brody for about a year, Chuck Treese. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah so he, he, you know, if people don't know, he's a drummer that. A professional skateboarder in the late eighties. Oh, this and, makes sense now. You were in the you were in the Lemonheads when Chuck was. Yeah, but I got Chuck that yeah, gig. Actually, now this makes more sense. I was like, "How the fuck did that happen?" And now I know how <laughs> yeah, it well, happened. Okay. Yeah, I asked, but of Evan course if, I know Chuck Trees, fucking legend. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So Chuck Chuck's like the Philly guy, and Brody's doing okay. So he tells us he'll play drums for us. Um, and, you know, winds up hitting, we hit it off and, you know, we're best friends and he's like 10 years older than me, right. but, uh, but, um, I learn a lot and he tells me at this, like, so we go on tour Brody and I get back and I'm like, I want to go on tour again tomorrow. Like when's the next tour? This was amazing. And my whole band's like, you know, bros, we just, we just, took a month off of work. Like we, right. we can never do this again, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, so Chuck's telling me like, you need to stop playing with your best friends. Like all, everyone in my band was like my best man and like my okay. college roommate. And like, mm -hmm. and he's like, you got to find people that, and this is like kind of like advice to people that are struggling, like with, getting off the ground, like you got to find people that their goals are the same as your goals. Cause yes. your friends don't have those goals. They just like playing with you. Yes. And, yes. and I, and I'm comfortable playing with them. So I'm afraid to not play with them. Sure. And, and then you're a nice person. So like loyalty and, oh, and yeah. yeah how go, you're supposed to treat people. It's hard decisions to make. Yeah. It's, yeah. I go deep with all these people, you know, like sure. one of the, the bass player Brody I met when I'm, we were 10, you know, wow. so it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but then I meet, uh, Will Noon, okay, who's yep. the drummer of Breaking Pangea and, uh, a Long Island guy, but he's yep. going to Drexel in Philly at the time. And, uh, he's like, you know, I want to tour full time. I'm, I'm finishing school soon and I just want to tour 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, this is, this is my guy. Like, this yeah. is what I want. Sure. And immediately my, you know, my best friend, um, who's playing bass with me, it, you know, to his credit is like, I see what's going on here. I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to hold you back. And he drops out and, and, you know, cause initially breaking Pangea was almost going to be Brody again. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but you know, we decide to start a new band and um, we get uh, a bass player, Clint uh, Stellfox, who, um, who, who, 
who's kind of like ready for anything. And the, we're finally three guys on the same page. And, and what a difference that made. Because mm. we just start immediately getting all the good shows in Philly. Right, right, and, right. You know, we play with Alkaline Trio and Midtown. and, and the, Yeah, because Breaking Pain G, I remember from kind of the second it was formed, was like a thing. No, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were trying. You know, we were like, because we were like, ready to do it full time. Right. I was like doing nothing but music and, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was cool. We, we just hit the ground running right. and, you know, went into this, to the studio of, of a band that we liked cross my heart. Mm-hmm. You, uh, they played melody bar a yep, few times. Yep. I remember that. We liked their stuff. Maryland, so we, Maryland band. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we went down to college park and recorded where they did. And, and then that was it. We just kind <clears> of <throat> started doing that and, um, and, and then you wound up on equal vision with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we started out on a label from Florida that was friends with like newfound glory and, and, um, and for the further guys. Oh, are you on eulogy? <laughs> no, close. Oh. Friends of theirs. It was okay. called undecided. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. That. It wasn't a. Low in theory had a short stint on eulogy. So oh, I, yeah. I remember oh, okay. this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Part there of the was the same scene there. Yeah. To- 100%. Yeah. <laughs> those guys. Those South so, Florida dudes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Be careful. Um, so, <laughs> no, I know. I know. They're bald and tough looking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> so yeah, we survived. So um, but uh yeah, so that was that was how I got to, you know, touring. And I I just find a lot of bands that come in and record here that, you know, that's sort of are frustrated. Like I tell them about the, the friend thing because, yeah, uh, you know, we all let people hold us back and for sure. Um, and it's, it, you kind of have to do what you make sure you're doing the thing that you want to do, you know? I think so. Yeah. And I, and in a strange twist of fate, I think a lot of times the people who are holding something back are also sort of the most vocal yeah. So it's yeah, like this for, weird like vocal minority thing going on where yes. they're like not only the person you have to get rid of, but like the person who is by far the hardest to get rid of. I don't yeah, know why uh, that seems to be <laughs> always in play there. <laughs> I think that's the businessman of the band <laughs> sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> as opposed to like the musician of the band or, yes, you know. Yes. The dad of the band or whatever. We, you know, all, so. yeah. we all wear different hats, right? <laughs> right, right. When it comes to it. So the fun guy. <laughs> how did that like so by the time you're you're getting into, you know, taking back Sunday, you're like almost you're like a fully formed songwriter already. And like and it yeah. seemed it seemed to me from the outside that uh that was kind of welcomed into the band, like, cause yes. you seemed like sort of an outshined part of the band from like the second you were in it. Like, like we're trying to showcase this guy, you know, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if they like chose that necessarily, but, right, right. um, but they, they had a bunch of guys trying out, um, when I, when I was, when I called and, and they weren't sure. Cause None of the guitarists they were trying out really sung. So they were almost trying to see if they could find a bass player or a guitarist that could sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I um, when I called, I called on a Sunday night. 
um, just before applying to Walmart because I was so broke. Okay. Um, I, 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 uh, I called them and uh, I called Eddie. Did you and, have a previous relationship already? Yeah. So Brody, so Brody was a band that Eddie and Adam both really liked. And okay. so that, to be honest, Brody got me in as much as Breaking Pangea. Sure. Um, and, uh, and, um, but Breaking Pangea would play shows with Taking Back Sunday. Um, and, and then eventually they took us out on, like when they finally blew up and went out headlining, oh, okay. like the, like yeah. the electric factory size places, they, uh, they asked, uh, Breaking Pangea to open. Cool. Which, which was cool. They always, they always remembered their, their friends, which is cool. Was there um, any kind of like, you know, uh, like in the NBA, they call it tampering, like, like was was Take It Back Sunday like tampering on that tour? Like kind of already Keep, starting to like throw the kind of curiosity out there to you that you knew the no, door was open? No, no, um, okay. no, because the door wasn't open because um, uh, uh, John, oh, was, John, right? Yeah, he was fully in it. Yes, so yes. So then, uh, so we actually did the whole East Coast. Like we did like ten shows with them. And then we hopped off and then um, uh, Dave Shapiro's old band, Count the Stars. Yep. They were, uh, they did the West Coast with, with T opening in our slot. And, uh, and at the end of that run, the end of the tour, like two shows before the end is when John quit. Okay. Um, so then actually Dave came back and we played a show with Count the Stars and he was telling us what happened and that, uh, you know, that he didn't know what they were going to do, that they were talking about going on just uh, with just Eddie and Adam possibly. Oh, okay. And uh, so you just kind of had a little insider info there. Exactly. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's smart of you to seize on that. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you, yeah. to be honest, uh, it was my mother because... <laughs> yes, really? <laughs> yeah, I was stubborn and I just wanted to play my own music. Mama Mascherino came yeah. through? Uh, she did. She was oh, like... tell me about that. <laughs> so so um, early on in Breaking Pangea, I got a call that that Dashboard was looking at... Uh, Dashboard Confessional needed yeah. a guitarist. Okay. And Breaking Pangea had played with them and... Chris always took kindly to me. So I got like a call if I was interested and I sort of was like, you know what? I just like playing my stuff and I'm just going to do that. And this was before the MTV unplugged. So I really didn't know what was, what they were going to become exactly. So it wasn't like a no brainer or anything uh, that I passed up, but I, I let it go. And then, um, and then I'm sitting, I'm telling my mom that, uh, you know, after the last tour, we each made like 200 bucks each for <laughs> six weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that uh, I'm probably going to have to go get a job at Walmart or and something. Your mom in her head is like, wait, uh, okay, $30 a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not great. No, so she's like, isn't there a band you could join? Like, don't, like, you shouldn't just go, like, don't give up. And I was like, huh really? You don't, you don't want me to go get a job? And, and she's like, call those dashboard people. And oh, I was like, no, sweet. That's sweet. I was like, that's long gone, mom. Those opportunities do not come along yeah. often. Right. And she's like, there has to be someone. And it just popped in my head. And I was like, you know, holy what? crap. I was You're like, actually kind of right, mom. I was like, taking back Sundays, <laughs> guitarist quit. Wow. But I never, I never even imagined playing with them because it was just very different for me. And they were so sure. young. Right, and, right, uh, right, right. That night, I went home and I called Eddie on the landlines, and uh, and he was like, he's like, uh, I'm like, hey, Eddie, um, just inquiring, like, are you guys replacing John or what? He's like, what do you want to be in my band or something? <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just asking, just wondering. He's like. What are you hurting for money or something? Is that what this is? He's, he's <laughs> oh shit, he's giving you the business. Yeah, he yeah. does that. He's such a hard he's ass. He's a Long Island guy, right? So exactly, you know, ball breakers. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, we we just hit a hundred thousand sold to tell all your friends." He's like, "We're doing real good, buddy." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, and, all right. Yeah. Well, let's say I was interested. What do I have to do?" Yeah. And he's like, "We're, we're going on warp tour." He's like, "He's like." We, um, anyway, he wound up, it, it, here's the thing. Eddie's always hard up front and then he comes back super nice. Okay. And he's like, all right, listen, man, we got a whole bunch of people lined up learning songs right now. He's like, if you want to do it, he's like, I'll call all those other guys and tell them to fuck off. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. I said, I said, I want to, I want to, I want to compete against these guys. I want to win this thing. I was like, I'm not going to just have you give it to me? And he's like, he's like, no, for real. Like you'd be the guy we would want. Wow. So that then, um, I actually talked to Mark and Adam that night and, uh, and Adam actually asked me, he said, uh, 
He's like, who wrote the Brody stuff? And I said, I did. And he said, who wrote the lyrics? And I said, I did. And he said, well, who wrote the song Teaspoon? And I said, that, that's all me. I said, I wrote all that stuff. And uh, he's like, wow, this, all right, this will be cool. He's like, we're going to use your writing. This is going to be, you're the guy. Wow. And he's like, as long as everything goes smooth, like this is going to work out. And I didn't even, here's how much I knew about the band. I didn't even hear their like CD. Like I heard their CD once or twice. I had to go, funny enough, to Walmart in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m., <laughs> yeah. bought their CD, and I stayed up till like 6 a.m. learning songs. Because yeah, yeah. in my head, we were like, I didn't know how long it was going to take me to learn. And I thought they were going to want me to go up the next day. And sure. Uh, but, but well, it's uh, pretty funny you say that because, like, <laughs> because Take It Back Sunday kind of came out of nowhere for me. Oh, even yeah. though I was like super tied into like the punk and hardcore scene. But yeah. I come from like your school. You know yes. what I mean? I was listening to Far Side and Shades Apart and Sensefield and hardcore no, and, and stuff like that. And like a little older, where like I always knew who Taken Back Sunday was. I knew they were doing great, but I didn't really have like a relationship with their music until until later. No, I I mean we um Breaking Pangea would play with brand new as well. And like right. those bands weren't really about like being tight or like <laughs> they were they were about jumping around, you know, playing half drunk, like you know, just, just, and writing catchy hooks. Right, and, right. And so, like, to me, they were just, like, sloppy kids. And I didn't, It was kind of you know, almost like the antithesis of, like, what was coming out of, like, hardcore and melodic uh, hardcore at the time. Like, everything was so serious. Yes. Like, like, it was almost like maybe a reaction to that, that, that they, they were more performative and stuff like that. I wonder... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I was paying attention to like you're saying, like the bands that were older than me, like um, like at the time, like Jay Robbins had Burning Airlines and, and right. you know, Cursive and um, Karate and, and sure. Sunny Day Real Estate, especially. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you're honing your craft. You're writing these masterpieces and, yeah. you know, you're trying. And then like these guys are like, you know, just singing catchy ass hooks. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And then, yeah. Once you learn like Jeremy Enoch's process to that, <laughs> yeah, 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 a little right. different. Yeah. So that, so, but then I'm like, I always laugh because I wound up doing that and, and like all, uh, the other stuff, like it just, and then I wound up being like, I, you know, it's like, if you can't beat them, join them type of oh, thing. Yeah. It was like, and maybe there's some truth. Maybe we were all taking ourselves a little too seriously. No, for you know? real. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, but I do think like to your very original question, like, so I came into this band and it was like already a thing with like a lot of success and a lot of expectation. Right. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, you and me have probably talked a lot of shit in the old days about like, if I was in that position, I would fucking <laughs> right. do this. You yeah. Know? Right. 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 And I'm like, all right, big talker. Let's Here see you what are, you can big do. Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, and I'm like, okay, well, first of all, um, it's not going to sound like the band. It's not going to sound like taking back Sunday if I write everything. Right. So what I did was uh, I just, Eddie is just a riff master yeah. So I'd just be like, give me a riff, Ed. And he would be like, here's something cool I've been working on. 
And it would just be a riff. And I'd be like, cool. And I'd take it home and i just play it for hours and figure out, okay, where can this go? Okay, here's a pre-chorus. Here's a chorus, you know. And then I pretty much would take anything he wrote and make what he wrote was usually the verse. And then I would write a chorus. Oh, okay. And then we would get together and play it. And then... I would kind of let the band write the bridge because I didn't really care as much what we did on bridges. And <laughs> and, and they were more, you know, because bridges like play a cool drum beat, play a cool bass line. I didn't really need it to be, I didn't really care about the lyrics or anything. So You weren't, you weren't trying to change keys or anything? Not go yeah, crazy no, in the it, bridge? Yeah. No, it was like, you, you know, I wanted it to still sound like a band. And yeah, it, it, right, right, you know, right. So I, I had to like, think and that's that was my process for the first album and and because I wanted people to be like oh it still sounds like that band that did tell all your friends yeah but but like you know on steroids maybe you know okay so that was the th- or tighter let's just say so that must have been a kind of like since they were you know is that a pretty nerve-wracking thing, right? Like, I mean, I heard one of your first shows was, right, like a warp tour in front of yeah. 20,000 people and stuff exactly. like that. Like, how how were you, like, um, uh, kind of mentally, uh, like, getting yourself there? Like, like were you just acting it, as if, you know? Like, what, what was your headspace? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was... Uh, to me, I was like, well, I waited my whole friggin' life for this. Right. You know, it's like, this and it is was, what I, I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I fully appreciated it, you know, cause, cause on top of all the hardcore, like I was, uh, uh, at, from, you know, first grade, I bought a queen record and, you know, for, fourth grade, I bought a Van Halen record. And uh-huh. then I was like Van Halen straight from till high school. And then, okay. then I found punk in like ninth grade. All right, I'm not going to share with you my Van Hagar takes then. Oh, no, I, I'm okay. Oh well, whatever. I I don't uh, <laughs> I don't love or hate Van Hagar. It's it's. Uh, I take a know. lot of shit for my deep love of Van Hagar. Okay. Oh well, I I I, I I'm cool with it. I I can play you 5150 on guitar good, right good, now. Good. So, <laughs> well, this could take us off another track because I do think that's the most successful singer change in history. Oh yeah, right. Uh, other, other than taking back Sunday of John to Fred, <laughs> of course, because <laughs> I like quadrupled the success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's sheer numbers, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to talk about exponential, then yeah, no. <laughs> I love it. I no, love it. well, the, that's the you thing. were like so, it was like when Michael Jordan added Dennis Rodman. You know, yeah, Just right <laughs> over the top. Couldn't stop it. You know. No, clearly I wasn't the lead singer, but like I did call myself the the Sammy Hagar of emo sometimes. I could see that. I could see and, that. Uh, and uh, I, I I think uh, Scott Reynolds and I would discuss it as well. Scott Reynolds of of all, of course, right? Yes. Who took took you know another tough def- job? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, no, I I I I. Uh, I like Sammy. It it kind of like honestly, I think it went downhill because Ted Templeton stopped producing. But uh, uh, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but, that's another one. So Eddie, so you're playing uh, yeah. these big shows like starting 
Take Back Sunday, you get in a stu- was the first studio experience like harrowing? Were you were you at a a bigger um, place? Who produced that? Yeah, that first it one was uh, it was Lou Lou Giordano. Okay, um, who like did like Sunny Day Sam I Am right. and uh, and Goo Goo Dolls and um, and who uh, and some like Bob Mold uh, and uh, he was awesome. Um, he sort of has a p- punk mentality, so I. It wasn't too um, intimidating. Okay. Um, and we did it at Water Music in Hoboken. Yeah, yeah. Which was which was amazing. Great um, spot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just a thrill, honestly. Like, um, I'll tell you, like, both records, like, in order to pull them off, um, you know, Adam and I have to be on the same page. And because, like, I also kind of realized that John and Adam were, like, absolutely best friends when they wrote mm. Tell All Your Friends together. Yeah. And um, and so he and I, we would spend, you know, I would go to his apartment bef- when we were writing that. and and Where you was know, that I, at the time in New York? Uh, in Bensonhurst, uh, Brooklyn. Yep. And uh, not, not, like, a very... Like, like fancy area, you know, no, qu- no. very quiet. It's like um, you ever seen 25th Hour? Benson uh, Hurst. Benson yeah. Hurst. Yeah. That's, that's where we were. Yeah, I know. So, Good pizza. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great times. Yeah. And um, I would just sleep on his couch because I was still in PA at the time. Okay. Um, And I would just come up and, and stay at Eddie's or Adam's. That's cool. Um, And we would just, Adam, so Adam had like, seven notebooks that were full of lyrics. Um, and he would just know where, know where the lyric he was looking for was. He's like, Oh, it's in this one. Hold on. Oh, wow. So and is he be- just kind of like a free flow writer like that? Yeah, That's totally. Cool. Like yeah, yeah. just basically like, yeah, just sit at night and just write and write and write. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, uh, and and you know funny thoughts, funny things that you would hear someone say on TV, like right, whatever right. it was, and um, and and cool, cool, just the way he was always about like the way, you know, words that he thought sounded cool or something that sounded cool to say or yeah. whatever, and 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 then I would kind of and he was always kind of like on the lookout for it. Yeah, like yeah, exactly, That's like. Cool. Like they would, um, like there's a song called Blue Channel because there was a blue channel on cable that just had all the schedule on, you know, channel 29. Yeah, right. Be, the channel died. Know, yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> he would just see like, like, um, like, uh, great, greatest, uh, romances of the 20th century. That was just a show that was on. And they're like, oh, that's a good song title. And they'd write that down. And, okay. You know, stuff like that. New American Classic, I think, was a, TV show they I don't I don't know and and so my blue heaven for sure yeah um and so um so uh we I, but he and I would have to like really connect artistically and become like musical soulmates for the process and then then it might go away after the record's done but it would come back when we went to do the next record right and that was kind of how we would cuz I had the the music was all in my head organized and then he would like sing something and, and I, you know, I would play a part and he go, I think I know what would work there. And then yeah, yeah. he would sing it over it. And, 
and we would just go, you know, with an acoustic guitar, just go through sure. it. And usually we would be like, that's awesome. And then the next day be like, ah, we could do something better. And right, we just yeah. keep fixing it for that's great. months. You know, it sounds so. like at that time there was a real kind of, you know, when it's just that perfect, you know, yeah, mold of chemistry. timing and chemistry and people's careers that just happened to work out at that time. It's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we all, I will say when I met them, um, I, in contrast to even how breaking Pangea was like, I never met four guys that wanted it harder than these guys. Right. They were just, they would do anything to do what they're, what, where they got, like they would do things that the rest of us would think are too much, you know, like what's an like, example. Like, well, like we would just, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I, 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 I mean, we would practice first of all, uh, Monday through Friday, like all the time. Okay. But it was just like, oh, well, here's an example. When, when, when Adam got on victory records, right. Right. He asked if they could get on the victory tour. Yeah. And, right. and, I remember that and Tony, and Tony said, no, it's all full. I'm sorry. You, you know, we signed you too late. It's already booked. Okay. So he got the number of every person in the victory office and he called every morning at 6.30 a.m. and left a message on everyone's phone. No shit. Hey, it's Adam. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, um, you can put me on the victory uh, tour, right? <laughs> you got to put us on that. You have to, okay? You have to. Okay, uh, see ya. And then oh he called God. every single person in the office. And he did that every day for like two weeks yes. until they finally put him on. Uh, they put they put Taking Back Sunday on. They went out as the opener. Halfway through the tour, they were headlining it. Wow. It was like, it was ridiculous because their that. record was coming out during the tour. Yeah. And as Gotta soon as it came out. that hustle, man, you know? I mean, that's how they were. Like, yeah. they wouldn't, they'd be like, nah, we're doing it. Like, we're going to find a way. Love and, that. And yeah. Yeah, it was like, and I was impressed by that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I, sure I, I'm, not, I'm sure that was part and parcel to, to a lot of the success, like that mentality. For sure. Right? I mean, yeah. I was definitely like, oh man, I thought I wanted it. This is, this is insane. You know, you know what <laughs> makes more sense now too? You telling me that story. I'm now like, oh, that's how Flavor Flav gets in a video. Like, oh, yeah. cause yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah. like just willing to just ask unironically. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and half no. the time people will do it if you just have the balls to just ask. You know? Oh, they'll do it. They, exactly. They, they do not care. Like they're, yeah. they're just like, all right, let's do it. And it's like, I love we that. can't do that. Well, we're going to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's very cool. I like that. That's, I mean, I'm sorry to, to stay this far back. It's just like fascinating to me. Um, I mean, I don't one, mind. one of the things that, you know, um, I was wondering because like I kind of went through, like, like when Gaslight Anthem went on hiatus, I think I had a bit of a overblown version of what I could do just being a guy from that band. Yeah. Like I kind of thought it was going to hold more weight than it did. You know what I uh, mean? And, and uh, before I, I know it, you. I'm like talking to people I know and I'm like, wait, why is he not writing me back as fast? <laughs> why is he not putting out my record? I'm the guy from this band. Doesn't um, it just sell because of that? You know, and it was a bit of a like learning experience in this industry to be like, no, like people care about your band. And yeah. then some people care about, all this other stuff, but like, 
It's going to yes. take like a whole nother cycle of really hard work to kind of recommit the idea that this is another thing, you know, like did for sure. Is, is this some like wrestling with like oh. your own identity and stuff under that shadow? Has it been a thing for you? I mean, I had the exact same experience, you know, I, okay. I, I read a thing that was like, you know, every, uh, Every Kiss record would sell a million copies. So then, when they each did, they each did a solo record. Right. Four of them. Each one sold two hundred fifty thousand copies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I you know I could deal with selling one hundred fifty thousand records <laughs> right. solo. Easy. That's cool. Oh, so you took the Kiss math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It did. It did not work out that way. So. So I mean, how I, did your Ace Freely record do? <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's it's yeah, like at no. fifty thousand, which is like. Okay, that's pretty cool, you know, yeah. but like, you yeah. know, that wasn't enough to, you know, I, I basically quit uh, Taking Back Sunday, put a band together. It was like, I'm paying everybody, you know, a decent amount and uh, we're heading, we're heading out. And I, yeah. you know, I bought a van, bought equipment for people, bought clothes for people, wow. like just everything. Okay. And then it was like, I mean, I didn't, I'm not a big spender, so it wasn't like, insane yeah but, but like, you thought like this is just investing in my new thing that's gonna it, it, yeah, right and, and right. when when we sell one hundred fifty thousand records i'll get all that money yeah, back easy and, piece yeah. yeah yeah and then you know and then that didn't that didn't happen and uh and that's just not how it works and and right. you know to be honest like you know if it makes you feel any better i've come to terms with the fact that I, you know i didn't fail it's just that we were so lucky to have gotten that yeah, far the right. first time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. It's like it's like a fool's errand almost to like chase it twice in some ways. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like exactly. So I'm not. Um, I, I I got over it pretty quickly, but okay. uh, um, but I mean, I I you know, and on the other hand, like I'm about to go on tour playing 40 shows. So in a way, I still chase it, but I chase what is realistic, which. I never minded van tours, you know. Right. I I honestly missed things about the van when I was in the bus. Sure, you know, I like the late night drives, listening to music loudly, and and stopping at any place I want and yeah, to to, right. to get food and not having to ask the bus driver, you know, is and not having to ask, you know, anyone but us, you know. Like, can so I please I, poop now? Yeah, exactly. I'd really love to poop. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's no. right. So <laughs> I just uh you know, I, I'm I'm I think I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing at yeah, the moment. And, sure. and but yeah, no, I definitely back then it was like I was telling uh, so Equal Vision put out the color Fred. Right. And, and I was like, Yeah, this has to sell a hundred thousand. And they're like, We think it's gonna do thirty. Right. And I'm like, no, move your number up. I'm like, if you say 30, it's going to do 30. And, and, uh, oh, you thought it was like you're, you're putting the wrong thing into the universe here. Like, yeah. Pretty, like, I was like, yeah, no one's going to try as hard thinking that it's a record that's doing right. 30 and like, not raise 100. your expectations. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, and it's, it, I feel bad because some of those guys at the label think they let me down and I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, it's not that man. No. It's, it's, it's the world, you know? <laughs> so. so, I mean, like, when did you start piecing that together? Like when, when you're like, oh shit, like, all right, like, yeah. different expectations now. Like when, when did that start settling in for you? Uh, well, it, so I, 
I went in to make the second Color Fred record, and um, and uh, so so the first one came out, and and honestly, it did good. We toured with Angels and Airways. We yeah. did Warp Tour. It was it was cool. It was well known. And then, yeah, for sure. But yeah, but it was sort of like honestly, we went on tour with uh, Hawthorne Heights and Emory, right? And that was when I realized emo was about to die. Yeah, right. Is that kind of no, like the death rattle? <laughs> No one was coming to those shows and okay. I was shocked. Like no like there was like 200 kids a night for wow. those for those bands. Right. Who and were I was like, not long before they were doing like thousands. Yeah, I yeah, right. And 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 you know, so we're losing money out what there. What year I'm was hemorrhaging. that around? That was uh oh nine to ten, maybe. Gotcha, yeah. Oh nine, oh nine. It seems like the time for that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was starting to 08 was a good year for Color Fred. 09, I was hemorrhaging money and uh, went into the studio to make a second record. Um, wound up talking to like Universal Motown wanted to sign us. Okay. Um, and we're like, I'm like, oh, maybe it's going to be okay. You know, so we, we, um, but they kind of wanted like, uh, you know, there, there were people around me like, Maybe we should get well. What happened was I met Andy Jackson from Hot Rod Circuit, mm-hmm. and he wanted to, like, he saw me play and was like, he had actually tried out for my position in Taking Back Sunday. Oh, really? And he called me and asked me if uh, I could help him learn the songs because he said they were too hard to play. Okay. <laughs> Wow, and I and I said no. I said, so, I said nah, you're, yeah, yeah. I was like, nothing against you, man. I yeah, just like, I, I climbed the mountain, bro. You got to climb yeah. it too. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's right. exactly. I ain't your Sherpa. Like, yeah. No, nah, exactly. I'm like, no, nah, I'm sorry, man. That's just certain things yeah, I'm not totally. doing. Yeah, I and so either. fuck that. So uh, then he, but he realized learning my songs, like, hey, this guy this guy can play or whatever. Okay, so, yeah. so he, he, I saw him at a show that I was playing and, and he was like, man, you're a shredder. And Andy's like the most ch- uh, charming Southern man you'll ever meet. Okay. Um, he's just, you know, so likable. And nice. he's like, man, you're a shredder, man. And, and he, he's like, I sure like to jam with you. And, and uh, so I'm like, well, you know, I just made some new color Fred's demos. You want to hear them? And then he kind of came up and he was like, had this idea, like, let's get some other guys like like him on board. And we called the drummer from at the drive in and he was interested. And and then we wound up um, calling Josh Eppard right. from Coheed and Cambria. And Josh, Josh was really down to do it. And not as far away as, as uh, they had the drive-in guy, and so oh, sure. So we decided the three of us were going to do do this band, and uh, but the label was like, if it's going to be this kind of like, I hate to say it now, but super band type of thing, we we don't want to call it the color Fred. Uh, so that's how terrible, terrible things, things came about. Yeah, um, I wish I would have just called that. Uh, Color Fred because it kind of was still my songs and everything. Andy yeah, had, I mean, honestly, you know. like like coming from the outside, I I thought you were just like dude in that band in and terrible I, things. Yeah, like I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that that was like 
your yeah. thing, you know? Well, the thing about it is that was produced by this guy in the South, Jason Elgin, who yes. is like is like Eric Valentine, like part two. Like Eric Valentine is who did Louder Now and, right, and right. did Queens of the Stone Age and all this crazy stuff. And this guy was, you know, pretty much on that level uh, but he never left Alabama much, so he he has some big big things he's done, but um, sort of just doesn't have the notoriety. Right. And but amazing studio, amazing equipment, and and so and uh, so we went and made a record with him. To me, that's like almost louder now, part two, because the quality uh, is is the same. Yeah. You know, I you know it's missing Adams' um, catchy catchy little vocal parts. Um, so I, you know, I can't say it's the same record, but sure. for me, musically, instrumentally, it it's the same. And kind of like the big production. And- yeah. And, it, you know, yeah. I mean, Josh's drumming is, is out of this world. Yeah, and, he's great. Yeah. So, um, so, so we did that record and um, it was kind of like, oh, okay, everything's going to be okay. Like this is going to, wind up doing something, you right. know, but it turned out that Motown had no clue what to do with rock bands. Yeah. And, uh, it failed. Like it was, it was worse than if I had just put it out myself, Shit. you know, it was, it was really people that didn't know what they were doing. That's tough. And the, That's and tough. the label closed, uh, uh, very shortly, um, after our record came out. Uh, it it, okay. it everyone there was fired and it was just Motown in name only and catalog after that. So it's kind of like that and also sort of the you know the 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 book is closing a little bit on that kind of yeah the emo run of the 2000s it kind of seems like it was like a culmination for you there yeah. It's interesting. So, so then so then at that point I was lost. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we, we, I actually, um, got Universal purposely to drop us. Okay. Because I didn't want to be tied into anything if I did something next. Cause yeah, you probably had it part of your deal that they had like first rights to anything you made. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they were like, they were shocked. They're like, we've never had anyone call us and try to get dropped. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I just, I, but, the the thing was let me go I, man yeah i know i just yeah. i saw it i saw the writing on the wall yeah, and i was smart. like i don't want to get swallowed no, up by smart, whatever buys man. motown yeah. so yeah good move. so i uh, <laughs> yes yeah, so, so i um so then i just was like you know what my favorite band in high school was the lemonheads i'm going on tour and yeah. i did like <laughs> a 3 month tour with my favorite high school band the lemonheads and not only that you did shame about ray it was sh- like, my favorite on. record, like uh, the like one of the yeah. best fucking records. Like, come on, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I best listen to that writing all the time. Like, still, uh, my son, for real. my son listens to Rudderless like like uh, every other day. He loves it. He's like, put on the ship my, song, my favorite song, man. Put on the ship <laughs> song. Um, so I actually that was. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a I'm a big Lemonheads fan. And recently on this podcast, we've been regaled. With a couple Evan Dando stories. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, you know, which are often <coughs> not bad, per se, <laughs> well, but like, but a lot. 
We're talking know. about uh, Jawbreaker. <laughs> well, recently we had gentleman Jim Norton on, who was the tour manager. So, oh, yep, so yep. He, he had a couple. He had a couple real, real pearls um, from Crucial Youth. Yes. Okay. You know Jim. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Ledge. You can. I, have, who doesn't know Jim? I love. Well, pick I know ups, the records. I don't know Jim, but I know the records. Well, I can tell you right now, you'd love him. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So any anything like one like highlight Dando story for me for those yeah, nine so, weeks? Well, you know, first of all, I'll say that at the on the first tour uh i i felt that evan was uh, uh you know he's a sweetheart he's uh he was never not not a nice person i got to say he, all the hijinks seem good natured exactly from everything i'm hearing yeah he's no he's like a, he's like a you know 12 year old kid you know mm-hmm. that, that's just like uh always up for a good time um but you know, but uh, it's just that you're kind of um, it, it's it's not the greatest uh, horse to hook your wagon up to because <laughs> you're you're going along for the ride, and there's not like every night like when you're playing, it's like you know he runs out of steam eventually, and he's like, "Can we stop now?" And I'm like, "Dude, we're like." <laughs> We're five songs in, dude. Wow, like you yeah, got, yeah. you got to keep going, you know. Sure. And, uh, um, but you know, he's and then other nights he'll play for three hours, so it's it's very unpredictable. Okay. And which is for normal people is very hard to. Uh, t- you have to be accept the chaos, basically, because yeah. that's how he likes it. Kind of like submit to it if you're going to be part of it. <laughs> But so recently they played the Jawbreaker shows. Oh, right. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, every friend of mine, and I'm sure every friend of yours that that month was like, dude, are you going to the Jawbreaker shows? I, yeah. I just got tickets, you know. Yeah, I went to one. But yeah, so, <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if I'm going. And then I see the Lemonheads are opening in Philly. And I look it up and I see they're playing like a, a handful of the shows. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna try to see if I could play with second guitar for the Lemonheads, and because like I don't know if I was definitely gonna go to Jawbreaker, but playing it would be like a dream come true. Right. So I hit up Evan, and I'm like, "Hey, I don't know if you can afford a second guitarist on this run, but like I'll do whatever we have to do to, to you know, if you want me to play, I'll play." And he's like, "Oh my God, we would love that because." we've discussed it for a long time. I played bass, um, back in 2013. I played bass for the Lemonheads, uh, because it, he had always talked to me about playing guitar and I would show up at the Lemonheads shows in Philly with an amp and a guitar. And I would just <laughs> play like the solo in confetti and oh, I would cool. play lead on some stuff. And, yeah. and so, you know, I had a relationship with him and, but to be honest, he was my hero, you know, yeah. as a, you know, as a kid. And so, so, uh, this time it seemed like, you know, the big venues, he said, yeah, let's get you in. Like, you, know, you got to play guitar. This has to happen. So we, we work it out and I got to go up to Martha's vineyard to rehearse. And, uh, I go, um, I go, I drive from Philly up to the, all, you know, all the way up to Boston, basically get on a ferry with yeah, my, with my car, journey. go out to Martha's Vineyard. 
I go to a hotel and, uh, and, and Evan comes and sees me at the hotel to say hi. Um, and, uh, and that was the last time I saw him. And so, so, so I, wow. So we, so I show up to practice the next day, which is at this small studio on the vineyard and, you know, the band's there and it's, you know, drummer and bassist and me and me and the bass player are kind of singing and we're, we're just playing the shame about Ray songs. Yeah. Cause now, cause here's the thing funny. I did the 10 year anniversary or no, the 20 year anniversary of, of Ray. Now I'm coming back to do the 30 year anniversary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. So we practiced for like eight hours that day. And those dudes are like, this is the most we've ever practiced. And we've been in the band for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is the most like musical thing we've had since wow. joining the band. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, well, this is beautiful. This is going to be great, man. I had, I bought like a B bender so I could play um, stuff on, uh, on, um, Hannah and Gabby and I wow. and uh I bought I got it this organ pedal so I could play the organ on oh, Drug so Buddy. You were, like, you were all in. Yeah, I was like I brought this cool old like combo amp that I had like a it, it was I was I was ready to go. I yeah. was like in it. And uh and so you know, I've been sitting around a bunch of years, you know. <laughs> so, sure, yeah, you're so, uh, for it. Yeah. So he so basically um Evan's just not got his shit together and he can't get, he can't get to practice. And, oh, um, and, uh, and so and does he live close? Like he's, oh, in wait, Martha's I, so, so let me, let me back up once. I'm sorry to do this to no, your listeners, please, but please. I'm it's sorry. Going off track the yeah. night. Oh, okay. Perfect. The night before I'm going to, uh, to, to up to the vineyard to rehearse the night before I'm playing a, a Color Fred show in Philly, sold okay. out Color Fred show. And I get a text from Evan and he fires me. And he's wow. like, I'm sorry, bud. It's not going to work out. Uh, we're just going to stick with the three piece. Never mind. And this Holy is like shit. a month after me thinking I'm doing it. Yeah. And a day before I'm going. And you're already spent all this time up in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> well, no, no. This is before oh, I even prior. got there. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I'm going okay. back, right? I see, so I, I just see. forgot to tell you that right yeah. before I went, he fired me. <laughs> okay. And then called me back like two hours later, like FaceTiming me, trying to get me to, to, oh, to, wow. to tell me that I'm not fired, that right. he just was in a bad mood. Okay. So then I, so I'm a little worried going up there. So, it's so a little I go, manic already. Yeah. yeah. So I get up there and I s practice with them for three days. And at the end of the three days, um, we're all checking our phones. Like, has Evan called anyone, texted anyone? Is he, he was definitely coming this day. And I'm like, oh, I just got a text from him. Hold on. And I'm like, oh, I just got fired again. Oh, no. <laughs> and he basically tells me to go home because he just wants to do the three-piece now. Text. On text. Good. So, good. so I go, I just go home and uh, that's the end of it, right? And then the night of the first Jawbreaker show in LA, um, the band's texting me like, sure wish you were here, bud. We could really use you. And I'm like, what's that? What's that about? I said, I'm sure you guys are going to do fine. Don't worry. It'll be yeah, good. Yeah. 
And then, uh, of course, after the first night, they got kicked off the tour. Right. Because he had no voice and he was, you know, going out in the crowd when yeah. they had COVID restrictions. And, and but those guys are, they've been around long enough. They know the writing on the wall. If that's, come on. If that's show one, let's, <laughs> let's clip this. Let's clip yeah, the wings so, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I, so had I not gotten fired in the, like, yes, I drove to, the vineyard for absolutely nothing. No reason. I, I got to play my favorite songs. Yeah, it sounds like you a had a nice time with those other guys. It was, yeah. and I never been there. So it was nice. <laughs> All right. So it was, it snowed. Did you get any so sailing in or anything? No, it, Whale it, it, was, watching it, or? it was freezing. <laughs> okay. But had I, had I not gotten fired, we, I would have gotten kicked off the tour after the first show. It probably would have been one of the worst nights of my life because I love Jawbreaker. Maybe you got the Band-Aid pulled early on that one. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jesus. Just fumbling through here. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, yeah, all right. I'm not I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Okay. No, it's 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 like, <laughs> I don't know. It's It's... It's it's sad as a it fan. I, I will tell I will tell you that I'll I'll make a statement that is that I haven't made to anyone, uh, including anyone in the band. But I, I, there's not going to be another Lemonheads record. I don't I don't believe. Yeah. I I I I heard what they were working on, and um, I just don't think it's there anymore. So. It was really sad, and I haven't been able to listen to them since. But, uh, but, uh, but no, I still, uh, you know, I love that music, and yeah, you yeah. know, it's tough, man. Like you said, it's it's just sad. It's like you know, you know why it's happening, and you know where it's coming from, and the reason is sad. And just wish it wasn't like that, you know? Right? But, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's uh, exactly so. But we're, uh, you know. I'm here if, uh, you know, I have those experiences of that first tour and, you know, I have part of my history is, is now linked to my favorite band. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, that's, that's all there is. And, and I have, you know, a lot of inspiration from him. We actually co-wrote a song, um, it's called Ever Right, and I put it on the newest Color Fred record, which came out last year. Oh, cool. Um, and it's a song that I, I wrote with Evan. And it's funny because I was working on a song, and I was like, hey, w- w- you know, why don't we co-write? And I was actually trying to write a Lemonhead song. And uh, he's like, here, do this chord, this chord, and this chord. And he was just calling them out. And it instantly sounded like the Lemonheads. I was uh, like, I don't know how you did that, but, like, now awesome. it sounds like you. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and and so, uh, if you go listen to that song, it sounds Ever-right. like okay. I pr- I produced it like a uh, like a Lemonheads album. Cool. I put organ on it, yeah. and I even had my daughter sing a little oh, bit. She she did the Juliana Hatfield stuff. Exactly. There yeah. When she go. she was like fourteen at yeah, the time. Yeah. And uh, and I had her sing real high like that. Oh, and that's it's awesome. It's cool. So I so, saw a video you know. of you performing with your daughter. It was so sweet, man. I love seeing that. <laughs> Thanks, that was man. great. I was like, I was like welling up thinking about my daughter's yeah. six. So I'm like, Aww. I'm like, all right. Like if it this actually happen. happens one day, like how fucking cool, <laughs> you know? Like that's amazing. <laughs> one thing that I just, I don't know. It's hilarious for me to think of, and I want to ask the question: Did Taking Back Sunday ever get in a fist fight? <laughs> like was um, there ever a physical altercation not even within the band like you know at a waffle house somewhere or something like like did you all ever get into like a thing 
Um, not not while I was in the band. Okay, and and it it, it came very close. Uh, when I was in the band, between two other guys, not me, um, and, and very close. Um, and uh, uh, but 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 no, I th- well I know that they got into well. I guess when I was very first, those first Warped Tour dates, Mark got into some kind of like potential altercation with dudes from um, Absolute Punk because he he hated what they said about TBS on that site. Yeah, so he wanted to beat them up. Oh, and uh, so that went down. I kind of remember those guys, Absolute Punk guys. Yeah, I don't know if kids right. I think I, I I don't know them because I kind of avoided it after that yeah. because because it was really this I didn't even know about the site at the time and and uh, and then I know after I left the I had nothing to do with that but after I left the band I remember they were they were on fuse with uh, their new with Matt Fozzie right and uh, and Adam had a black eye and apparently <gasps> they played. They played Philly, and they were walking down South Street afterwards, and somebody popped Adam in the eye. Oh. And I always wondered because— Like a run-by so, absolute so, punking there? <laughs> yeah, well, or, you know, I have a lot of friends in South Philly, and I was oh, just— Oh, No one ever fessed up to it, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe they just got into a fight with someone. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no information. It takes but. a lot of gumption to do a run-by punching. <laughs> I don't know Especially, a lot of people are even up for that, you know? That's yeah, tough. I, <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yes. Yeah. Good that's, question. That's funny. That's funny. So the last thing for me is like, you know, you've, you've been through all sorts of gears in the music industry. You know, you've seen all sides of it at this point. So like <laughs> what, what in the end are some like pitfalls to avoid Things to make sure you enjoy, tips for the youngins, you know, besides yeah. what you mentioned earlier about, you know, playing with people yeah. with, with similar goals. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, you know, it's tough. Like I, I can only tell you what I did and I walked away from a band when it was at its financial peak. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh. And a lot, and, and I remember um, someone said to me, um, "You know, that seems like a stupid financial decision." And my my friend who was there said, "Well, it wasn't a financial decision; it was it was an artistic decision." You know, like, right. and and because I will say, at that time, I was, you know. I, you know, I never had any money growing up and then I had it and I was the most miserable I ever was. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and like for real, and I'm yeah. probably the most happy I've ever been now. So I, um, so, you know, that's important. I, 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 you know, I, I just feel like if I tell young people that I'm, I, I don't want to take away their drive or anything, sure. but I, um, you know, I do like, I'll, I'll tell you that at this point, um, like I'm sort of just trying to build my own scene at this point. I started the record label heading East right. records. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, everyone on the label is like, you know, it's pretty much like 
like a, a mentorship almost. Like I'm not taking money from it. I'm, I'm trying to like just help these bands grow. And awesome. I've seen them all like at least double, if not triple where they were at a year ago. So it, it makes me feel really good. I, I kind of, you know, I produce a lot of bands, so I, I give them producing help um, or they even come here and record at my studio. And there's a band, Mighty Tortuga, that I'm really excited about that, that, that that's really nice uh, emo rock band. Good um, name. Makes me think of Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're cool, man. They're a good, uh, cool dudes. And nice. um, yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm sort of like, so this tour I'm going on, like 40 dates, like my agent quit like five months ago. Oh, like shit. he just got out of music. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start calling people and I've been booking it myself. Oh, hell yeah. And it's been amazing because I'm I'm connecting with so many people and the opening bands hit me up. And, right. you know, I, I feel like I'm going to come out of this like knowing another 200 people that I didn't know a year ago. And not paying a damn fee at the end of your tour. <laughs> yeah, well. Look at that. That's- <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I also was like, it's so much work. I'm like, I don't think it was would be worth 10% to anyone to to right. do this. But yeah. but um I uh but I no, I'm really enjoying it and I'm excited to get out on the road and I haven't been to the West Coast since like um uh since 2014 when I toured with with Say Anything. Oh, cool. Who I'm, who I'm also playing with again now. Um we're playing the When We Were Young Fest and the Riot Fest. Right. And that, and that's basically what happened. We're playing those two, one's Chicago and then a month later in Vegas. And I was just looking at the calendar and the map and I'm like, I think I want to drive from Chicago to Vegas and play for like a month in between. Yeah. And that's and that and I just started I called some friends in the Northwest and this is like one show after the other like, oh shit, we have four shows. I think I actually have to go and then okay, we have eight and then here we are. So awesome. it's been, it's been exciting for that. I'm, I'm also um, putting out a, an acoustic EP to go along with the tour. Oh, cool. And just out of interest to, to you maybe is uh, the EP, the idea is it's going to be a song from each, uh, each band that I've ever done. So oh, it'll be starting fun. with Brody. Uh, it's going to be a Brody acoustic song, which I'm actually putting the single out in two weeks. Cool. Um, and then uh, a Breaking Pangea acoustic song, TBS, uh, Color Fred, and Terrible Things. I love that. Nice. That's so, so much fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so we're, you know, this is my midlife renaissance, I guess. I don't know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Man, I was hoping to hear about a full-on Taking Back Sunday brawl. 
<laughs> I know you were. I could tell you were. You were a little disappointed. That well, you didn't I figured, you know, juice. like a lot of bands on the road. You know, you run into some funky stuff. Like, like even a successful band, you know, has to go eat at the Waffle House at three. That's right. And the That's Waffle right. House at three. There's you a know, lot of fist fights. I'm saying, you're ch- listen, your odds go up. <laughs> you know, nobody. I've <laughs> if never. You're a betting, if you're a betting man. Uh, Your odds go up. It's right so there, it's so you know. funny that you would make that analogy because I de- it just suddenly had this like flood of like you know like sitting in the Waffle House at three in the morning suddenly all of a sudden just like oh, yeah. snap and going like wait a minute it's like, a powder keg and trouble finds you yeah. you know it's not like you can just go there and stay out of trouble somehow there but also I mean listen this is just <laughs> any twenty four hour establishment anywhere. Yeah, is going to deal with these problems because I've seen very similar problems at New Jersey diners and oh, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Is the yeah. parking lots of those places become, you know, bizarre safe havens for all types? Um, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows why? Why did we even start talking about this? Oh, uh, I don't know. But you know, yeah. um, one thing that I did not bring up because I wasn't totally positive, but I looked it up. You know that I have appeared on a record with. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, so t- yeah. What happened with, there with Brody? Like I didn't, I didn't really? put it together. I forgot he was in Brody. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a comp, but it's an, it's the coolest comp that I've ever been on, and it may be the coolest comp ever. It's the Blackout um, Punk Rock Jukebox. It came uh, out like late nineties. Uh huh. Um, and I just pulled it up because I knew there was some fun bands on it, but I forgot how awesome it was. It's got so it's got Swingin' Utters, Bouncing Souls, Murphy's Law, The Goops. Yeah, we were right before Brody. Um, Out Crowd, Dead Guy, oh. New Bomb Turks, H Two O. It's pretty rad, and it's all like doing. You were supposed to do like classic punk rock covers. Some of some people did a little more like for the time they were a little more recent than classic but yeah most of them no, are the, i'm classic. looking at this comp now look at that all those Bro- brody songs yeah 88 fingers louie i know you would leave this out because you know buzzkill was a big big deal oh, yeah, in yeah. central jersey uh because those guys uh mike who played in buzzkill was half owner of curmudgeon records which oh, really? was a uh a big deal for for us down there. he was actually my boss for about six months at the death rattle of CD stores. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's a... So So did you guys... You guys never met. You were just on this... No, 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 no. This is just comp like, In fact, this comp, I think, actually came out after we the band had broken up. Yeah, I'm, even, we were, I'm surprised to see Brody on this comp, too. It's, yeah. it's interesting. That band really got around, man. Like, like they yeah. had, like... I mean, even, you know, that's one of the cool things. And I think one of those cool cautionary... Not cautionary tales, uh, uh, uplifting tales of people making music is like, you know, it sounds as, as if him telling the story that when they were deciding if Fred was going to be in Taking Back Sunday, one of the deciding points was that Adam had really loved a Brody song. Yeah. You know, and like, like one specifically where like the lyrics or something really spoke to him, you know, and like that essentially like bought him a ticket into that for, for two records, you know? So that's, uh, I guess that's a case in point that anything you put your name behind, you know, you should make sure you're darn proud of, right? Yeah. 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 That's funny, man. The shit goes way back. But his uh 
you know, it's cool. The stuff he's doing now, I feel like it's in a very comfortable place and I'm really feeling this great energy of the music he puts out now. And honestly, they all still have like hooks on hooks. Nice. Like Fred is a proper hooksman, you know? And That's- all of his all of his songs are just like like coat racks. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and there's a lot of really great stuff. And I'm glad that this interview gave me uh the impetus to to re go down that wormhole, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna listen. I haven't listened to any of his solo stuff, but I'm gonna go and listen to it tomorrow when I'm working. Yeah. So if you're listening, go listen. There's new stuff and he's got you know, like forty dates posted right now for for these right. great shows he's doing, like His all around. Sure, so. you can find him at the Color Fred on all your social media sites. Um, I don't have to tell you where to find Taking Back Sunday. I'm sure you can find them all on your own. Big group, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big group should be should be fairly easy to to Google. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big <laughs> you group. Get, you don't get too many. I just, you know what I wish for someone like Fred, I feel like he should be getting some kind of commish for like all these like emo nights, just raking in fucking money, (laughs) you know, like, like all these people are doing is press and play on a damn, on a damn iPhone, you know, and, and selling out like thousand people clubs right. fucking having right. people listen to taking back sunday songs like <laughs> you know you know i don't i don't want people to lawyer up but but geez he should be getting a commish off that well, theoretically know. he's getting you know three cents per yeah i'm play. sure it's i'm sure it's pouring <laughs> performance in. royalties yeah yeah i'm sure it's pouring in the music business it's a beautiful place mm. everybody who's listening you know be bold and the mighty forces will come to your aid, but have a backup plan, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Look at Brad here. He had to learn how to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to have a backup plan. Yeah. But, uh, good to know how to do something. Do something. Do something yeah. with a hammer. Yeah, but, right. uh, well, speaking of something. Find gonna, us at going do, I just track. I just started Succession. So I'm, I'm oh, looking Oh, really? At, yeah, just started it. Is It's... Worth watching? Honestly, I watched one episode so okay. far, the first right. episode. And when it stopped, my wife said, what did you think? And I was like, honestly, that might have been like one of the best first episodes of a show I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because like, it felt like I knew everyone already by the end. I felt like I was in it. It just grabbed me. It's it's good. I'm, I'm, All right. I'm looking on- forward to going down this wormhole. I it's do a- by accident, though. I listened to a podcast, another podcast where they love succession. And I'm afraid I know something that happens in like the last two episodes uh, of the show. That's that's a bummer. But maybe you'll maybe you'll forget about it. Nah, I won't. But it's fine. <laughs> you know, this is I don't I don't like being surprised though, especially with things like that. You know, that's why I used to spoil episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't need the Ajita. I you know, I, I just want some entertainment. So so I'll be all right with it. Well, on that note, the most <laughs> Jewish thing I've ever said. <laughs> See everyone, <laughs> 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 <laughs>